recorded live in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Trivial Warfare. More than just a pub quiz, Trivial Warfare is your gateway to a worldwide trivia community. Join your hosts, Jonathan. We just described Ric Flair as Neanderthal <laughs> Man and Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Chris. Yo, we going down to Sesame Street. That's, that's, that's your impression of hardcore rap? No. <laughs> Carmella. That would irritate the hell out of me. I'm like, I just want my groceries. <laughs> my ice cream is melting. <laughs> ben. ben. Four halogens in that list. It was, oh, my God. You were like, it's not the halogens. I'm like, no, Ben, no. Those damn halogens got me again. <laughs> and the rest of the Trivial Warfare Army for another week of fun and games. Now here's your host, Jonathan Oaks. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Trivial Warfare. We are the podcast that takes the pub quiz out of the pub and brings it home to you. My name is Jonathan, and I am here today with the lovely and talented Miss Carmela Smith. Hello, Carmela. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you. We missed you last week. Oh, thanks. Absolutely. Appreciate she is here, though, and that is awesome. We are rejoined by two of the three players from last week's patron-only episode. It was a lot of fun. Jeremy Conman and Holly Zimmerman are back in the house. Hello, lady and gentleman. Hello. Oh, am I the gentleman? <laughs> Uh, yeah. No. Oh, for the right. purposes of this intro. All right. Fair enough. Well, hello there, Jonathan. Good hello. To be back. Thank you. Uh, now we have another. We have another person in the room. Michael Zimmerman is in the room, but he told me that he <laughs> likes to watch. So we're not actually going to have him be a part of the game today. <laughs> oh, wow. Hashtag true story. <laughs> yeah. No, okay. Faux show. So, I didn't know that's what I signed up for, but. That's, okay. what, that's what he said. He's been bad. That's why he's in the corner. Oh, he's my. thinking about what he did. If you'll notice, I also put baby in the corner. Oh, but nobody does that. <laughs> oh, my God. He put her all the way in the corner. <laughs> you dork. Facing the wall, too. Facing the wall. <laughs> I don't know. All right. So um, you guys introduced yourself last week, but the audience for this show, a lot of them don't hear the Patreon only episode. So why don't we do this again? Holly, tell everybody where you're from, what you do, and something fun about yourself. I am from Spirit Lake, Iowa, the giant metropolis. Spirit Lake, what? Right. By day, I am the patient registration supervisor at our local hospital. By night, uh, Michael and I are the owners of A to Z Trivia. We spend most of our time at Westo M Beer in Milford. So we are there once a week and we do our trivia game there. So shout out to the kids at Westo. Hello, Westo. We love y'all guys. Just saying. Mm-hmm. You're great. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Conman. Yes, sir. Where you're from, what you do, and something fun about yourself. I am from Chicago. I run a little company called Brain Bass Trivia. We do all sorts of bar trivia, private trivia, corporate trivia events. So if you're in Chicago and you want one, brainbasstrivia.com. Get a hold of me. Something fun. I am very much looking forward to this Thanksgiving. Uh, I am traveling to Tanzania with oh. uh, my lovely friend Linda. Wow. And we're going to see some good friends of mine from college and some cool animals and some awesome scenery. Do do they eat turkey in Tanzania on Thanksgiving? They do when you're visiting Americans. How about that? Yeah. They're going to take you to KFC. Yeah. Famous Probably for their not. turkey. Yes. <laughs> they might be in Tanzania. It's like O-O-O-F-C. No, no, wait. Hold on. K-F-O. 
Kentucky Fried Ostrich. Uh, ostrich oh. is tasty. I don't know if it'd be as good fried, but you ever have an ostrich burger? It's All good. I know is that's a big bird. It, it it's is a, a big, big bird. bird. Hey, so we have a little segment that we're going to start right now. It is called Warm It Up, Chris. It's time to warm it up. A trivial warfare today. And there's only one person who can warm it up for the TWA, and that's Chris, and sometimes Jonathan. And the part of Chris today will be played by Holly. Hi, Holly. Hi. What are you going to do with us today? <laughs> oh, you never know. So I'm not that drunk yet. Mm, yet being the operative word. So what I am going to do is name the fan groups for musicians, and I want you to Did tell- you say Magicians? <laughs> no. No? It's like the Copperheads? No, yes, no. For David Copperfield? Musicians. The Musaniacs? Oh, yes. Musicians. Yes. The, angel, the angels in the outfield? Exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think they exactly. call them mind freaks. Oh, they do? Yes. Oh. Yeah, man, he probably does have, yeah, that, that makes sense. Honestly, I like I angels like in the, the outfield I better. I like the Blaniacs, I do like that. By the I way. do like that. Anyway, I'm going to name the fan groups, and you need to name the artists of which they are fans. Cool, I love it. All right. So, Jeremy. That is my name. Number one for you, Fanalos. Fan I would assume that would be Barry Manilow's Fanalos. That is. Oh wow. <laughs> How about that? Carmela Beliebers. Uh that would be Justin Bieber. Jonathan. Yes, ma'am. J Lovers. Uh Jennifer Lopez? Mm-hmm. I almost said Lawrence. <laughs> Ah, uh, Jeremy, Katie Katz. I will assume that that is Katie Perry's uh, fans. It's actually yeah. Katie Perry's. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Katie no, Perry's. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Fans of Katie Perry. All yeah. right. Carmella Blockheads. <laughs> uh, new Kids on the Block? Oh, really? I'm so happy <laughs> really? you got that. Oh. Well, you said musician. I know. I wanted to say like talking <laughs> or, heads. Or, hey. Artists. Yes. Yes. I'm so Joey Mack is a musician. So happy for the NKOTV an poll. Jonathan Glamberts. Uh, Adam Lambert? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he is fans. I want to see him live. That dude so has bad. some pipes. He is, just can sing. Jeremy Claymates. A much lesser American Idol alumni, Clay Aiken. <laughs> Do you get your yearly your Claymate calendar of the year? <laughs> I I I do not. No, I would I would take a Glambert calendar. There you go. He can freaking sing. He can belt it. <laughs> can his calendar sing, Jeremy? It, like, uh, you know, you know what? Every time you actually move a page, I'll, it sings. I would for bet. You. I would not put it past Adam Lambert to put out an outstanding, fabulous calendar, which with amazing shots every month. So I would buy an Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert, if you're listening, put out a calendar. <laughs> I will buy it. It'll go right next to my question today Q and A calendar. Ah, I'm down <laughs> with that. Challenge extended. All right. Yeah. Carmela Clovers. Clovers. Yes, and this I will say is a celebrity, and I'm going to use that in the loosest term possible. Hmm. Spell it. K H L O V E R S. Chloe Kardashian? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely... That's why I said the loosest I'm like, term. I'm like, I definitely need the spelling. Wouldn't that, that be Clovers, not Clovers? Clovers. I think you're right. I think it's Clovers. <laughs> I think it's Clovers for Chloe, yeah. Ugh. That's how I spell it. Ugh. Virginia is for Clovers? <laughs> is it Virginia? Yes. Oh, good. Yes, it's Virginia. Jonathan Little Monsters. Lady Gaga. Yes. Jeremy Parahors. 
Oh, para horse. Really? Yes. I wouldn't have imagined that. Yeah. Para horse. I can get this. Wow. Um. I mean, there's there. This is a very Paramore, popular group in the old Roman times. I can't. I can't believe Paramore has a fan base that has a name. I know that's a musical group. Just answer the thing you said, uh, dude. Uh, Paramore. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Fans right. are Paramore's, yes. And yeah, they're a great band. Why are you dissing on Paramore? Uh, like, people like them? Yes, they're yes. good. Yes. Oh, all right. I, I like them. I, I like them, too. I don't know, I've, I've heard of them. I couldn't name anything by them. You are in a room with three Paramore's. They have surprisingly good songwriting. They do. Carmella, Maggots. M- M-A-G-A-T? Uh, two G's, O-T-S. No idea. That would be Slipknot. Uh, yes. Always lovely to their fans, they are. I went, well, you should call themselves the Slipknotties. Yeah, that's a little bit too cutesy for those guys. Uh, yeah. Considering. They, they wear very Ooh. grotesque masks on stage, so. Yeah. I'm just saying. You got the opportunity to And from to Iowa, Snotties. so. Yeah. I, yeah by the way, I, I'm not claiming them, much like Steve King. I would have gotten that wrong, but I would have been in the right genre. I was going rancid. I would have said Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. All right. Jonathan Grobenites. Josh Groban? Mm. What's a gro- What does he sing? Christian stuff. Okay. Like one more time around? Sure. Let's do one more. Jeremy Rushers. Spell that, please. R U S H E R S. Uh I'm gonna if it's not Rush, that's a really crappy name, but yeah. Fans of Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> yeah. Those are ditto heads. Oh. They actually have a name. Rush. Yeah. But Big Time Rush are Rushers. Oh, all right. Yes. Well, you know what? I don't want to be a fan of Big Time Rush. Big I Time like... Rush is a different band than Rush? Oh, yes. yes. Rush is an awesome band. I got to be honest. Big Time Rush I, is not. I bet you that Rush is bigger than Big Time Rush. Oh, they are much, yeah. much bigger. Well, there you go. Carmela, Team Breezy. That sounds familiar. Team Breezy. Breezy. Rhymes with little Wheezy. Oh. Just saying. Also rhymes with Wheezy. Herself. Oh, that is Wheezy. Kanye, I was like, look at Kanye that. Go, is that Oprah? Wheezy. I don't know. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Chris oh. Breezy. That's what oh, he called. That's what I was trying to think. Yeah, that's speaking, why I don't know that. Speaking of idiots. Yeah. Jonathan. All right, last one. Lambs. Lambs. Oh, I know this one. Spell it. Like a lamb. Those are animals, Jonathan. All right. Well, let's think about this logically for a second. Lambs could like sheep. They could like wolves or foxes or... We're going to say fleet foxes. Nope. It's Gwen Stefani. Actually, it's Mariah Carey. Really? It is. Well, because she... Well, how do you feel about correcting me with a wrong answer? I thought it would be Gwen, too, since she has her lamb. Love Angel Music Baby is is lamb. Right. And she has... Yeah, that's her fashion line. But no, it's Mariah Carey. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm going to disagree. I think it should be Gwen Stefani as well. Yeah. What are her people called? We're renaming... You're going to have to Google it. We're going to call Gwen Stefani's fan... Hold on. Maybe maybe she has a better name. Hold on. We're going to call them... Mariah heads. Gwen Stefani fans. Yeah, apparently they don't have a fancy name. Wow. At least it's not coming up on the search. Gwen Stefani fans, it's time for you to step it up. Yeah, no kidding. They should be called B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Because <laughs> that group is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This is what she says. Yes, I do. I call you guys the weirdos and the freaks because it's crazy. 
the amount of attention and time you put into me, and I am obsessed with you as well, and I love... <laughs> so... Just oh so my God, you know, we're like the weirdos and the freaks. Gwen Stefani calls you weirdos and freaks. What are Marilyn Manson's fan club called? I know what they should be called. Beautiful people. The beautiful people. <laughs> the beautiful people. <laughs> All right, yeah. so that's your warming up call. Don't you do I'm that not, to me? Uh, that is your warming up, Chris. Question of the day. Good job, Holly. Before we get on to the game. Make sure you follow us on social media. You can find us at Trivial Warfare on Twitter, on Instagram, and you can join the Trivial Warfare Army on Facebook. Carmela, if they want to follow you, what should they look for? On Twitter, I am TWA First Lady, uh, and that's first with the with a one S T. And if for some reason you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Mila Plays with Paint M E L A. Fantastic. So if you like us, you can follow us on social media. And don't forget, we have a new game show called Things That Are Blank. It is out there right now. You can find it in the Apple Podcast app. You can find it in Spotify, maybe. I'll double check on Spotify. But check your favorite podcast player for Things That Are Blank. All right. Without further ado, it's time to get into the game. It is going to be Jonathan versus jeremy and carmella i am the sacrificial lamb because it's a two-on-one no matter how we sliced it somebody's getting slaughtered i am that someone I, who were the lambs again i'm a mariah carey fan i'm a lamb and i'm about to get my ass kicked it is jeremy and carmella versus jonathan holly is hosting and it's time to play the game play us oh yeah y'all know what time it is this is mr literature himself cordially inviting you to the game this is six rounds of trivia goodness three questions per round every right answer gets you 10 points in the middle we'll take a pause for the cause and ask a midpoint question worth up to 20 juicy points after round six you can wager any or all those points you've been building up and take a shot at the final round it's a series of theme-based questions we call the gauntlet it's just that easy, baby. But this game ain't gonna play itself, players. Let's get it on. Round one, question one. Your category is music after dark. Although successful in Canada, the Bare Naked Ladies initially struggled to gain an American audience. To boost their U.S. exposure, the band made a guest appearance on an episode of What Teen Drama in April of 1997. I'm locked in. You can talk out loud. All right. Carmella wrote down right away uh, Dawson's Creek. Yeah. And I was writing down two different things. One was Beverly Beverly Hills 90210 because Peach Pit After Dark, that is the years where that was a big thing, and Dawson's Creek. But I watched every episode of 90210. I know that show really well, and I don't remember the Bare Naked Ladies on there, but there were a lot of musical guests that were on that show. Yeah. But Dawson's Creek... I think is maybe a bit because they had what is, what was it was it the bait shop was that what that or was that the OC was that the bait shop that might have been the OC but yeah I don't and know. the OC I, was later so it's not the OC and the OC had a bunch of musical I did, guests I did, as well I didn't really watch Dawson's Creek yeah I didn't either uh, I was not a teen in 1997 so yeah. <laughs> neither was Jeremy but for the opposite reason <laughs> oh ouch ouch sick burn yo <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh-huh. I wasn't that far no, from being a but, teen. Uh, me neither, but accurate. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, so so nine zero two one zero. Like, yeah, I think we got to go Dawson's Creek. I think you're Works right. So yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna lock in with Dawson's Creek. 
And I took the other side of that coin. I went Beverly Hills 90210. Your correct answer is Beverly Hills 90210. They appeared in the Peach Pit after dark. I just didn't remember seeing that. But like, <laughs> Hence why your category name was Music After Dark. I almost went Buffy the... Oh, I got to totally remember Well, see, I did remember that. I almost went Buffy the Vampire Slayer because vampires only come out after dark. I would have, yep, yep, nope, okay. All right. My bad on that one. I should have gotten that. So, round one, question two, your category is sports ball. What Major League Baseball player, a three-time All-Star, won the 2017 Roberto Clemente Award for his work with his charity's cancer research? I'm looking at you because I have no mm. idea. That's not easy. That is actually not easy. The Roberto Clemente That's Award. That's obscure. Not, yeah. And three-time All-Stars grow on trees. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I know. And I, oh, I know. We're locked in. Oh, Crap. Awesome. Crap. Who it is. Yeah, that's a real person. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's an that, actual that's, name. That's, that's who it is. All right. So three-time All-Stars, uh, trying to find a guy who's seen as a good guy. That's super hard. I honestly don't know. I'm just going to go with somebody that I know to be a good guy and three-time All-Star sound. You know what? It can't be that, though. Hey, so the, the good guy part of this, three-time All-Star, leads me to like Ben Zobrist. But there's no way that she's asking a question about Ben Zobrist, because I bet she doesn't know who Ben Zobrist is. Wait, she's a Cubs fan. She's a Cubs fan. I'm taking that back. I'm going Ben Zobrist. All right. Locked in? Yeah. All right. All right. Well. They have to answer, too. We have, so I have to. Oh, yeah, you do, So So you're picking up on the Cub fan thing was big, but this guy also actually had cancer, and he is, I met him once, and I went up to him and I said, you know, the only thing I don't like about you is you're way too nice a guy. I don't like rooting against you. And he is on the Cubs, but he's the first baseman, and it's Anthony Rizzo. I didn't know that. The only man I might love more than my husband, Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> I take offense to that. Michael doesn't. <laughs> no, I mean, I want to be on the list. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. You can come in third. Oh, thanks. Okay. Well, Michael is watching. Eh, he likes that, though. Yeah, I, no, I didn't know that Rizzo had been diagnosed with anything. Yeah, he is, he is like the nicest guy in the yeah. world. Yeah. Enough baseball questions. Done. I don't, I don't want any more baseball questions today. <laughs> Done. All right, so round one, question three, your category, who runs the world? Girls. Damn right. All right, Eleanor of Aquitaine, known as the most powerful and wealthiest women, during the Middle Ages, had the distinction of being queen consort of France and England, as well as Duchess of the Aquitaine. Name two, name her two royal husbands. Both of them. Both of them. This is one of them. Jesus. All right. I'm going to, you know, Carmella, I'm just going to let you go to town here and uh, <laughs> put another one. This is outside of my wheelhouse. I only remember one. Uh. Uh. If it makes you feel better, I only remember her sons. Yeah, she. Uh, I want Jonathan to lock in, so maybe we can talk it out and yeah. figure something out. <laughs> when when she was she was imprisoned uh, by one of her husbands, she escaped and walked to freedom like across the country. <laughs> so, regnal numbers, regnal numbers. <laughs> it's King Arthur. <laughs> King of the ew, BB King. King Kong Bundy. <laughs> five count. Give me a five count. All right, I'm locked in. 
Like you are hundreds of years too far into the future. <laughs> I'm I'm so bad at that. Yeah, this is not an area where I know anything. So uh, you said you're locked in. All right. I remember one of her husbands. She was married to Henry the Second. So her other husband would have been a king of France. So I'm pretty sure it is a Louis. It's either a Louis or a Charles. But I I couldn't tell you the regular number for it. Give me one that's around that era that uh, you think. Because you said I'm hundreds of years too late with, with the teens, right? So yeah, yeah. Are we talking so, like Louis V? Are we look, talking like Charles Third? Fifth actually might not be bad. Louis V. I mean, Albert Pujols wears number five, so I'm okay with that, yeah. right? That's a that's good logic, right? <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you lock in with Henry II and whichever other Louis or Charles you want. Uh, all right, let's do Henry the Second, which I know is the only one I know, and we'll say Louis the Third. And I, I went with a Henry and a Louis as well. <laughs> I think she was Richard's mom. I think Richard was the one that she got behind to try and take yes. the throne from her the husband. Who wanted the horse? Yeah. No, no, that's no, that's a different one. Richard the First, I think. Yeah, oh. Richard Lionheart. Lionheart. Yeah. Uh, in this case, I said Henry the Third. Not the second, and I think you're right. And I said Louis the Seventh. Well, the good news is you both got one right. Is it Louis the Seventh? It is Louis the Seventh of France and Henry the Second. God bless it. <laughs> what did you say, Louis the? I said Louis the Third. Oh, I said because if we add my fifth and your third, we're at eight. I wasn't still sure about the Louis the Seventh either, but it felt. I've I've read the same book you have. Oh, uh, the Dan Jones one. Yes. Yeah. And so that's that's why I know those same Wait, things. And you guys read books. I read a lot this of books. She recommended fair. it to me. Uh, and, and so yeah, the Louis and the Henry they were coming back to me, but it's really hard with numbers. Yeah. And it's really hard to get two numbers on a person. <laughs> oh, like both husbands. Oh no, this is a this is a round one question. <laughs> no, as soon as she asked this, I realized I might not score again today. It's gonna be like the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the first round, it is ten to ten. Woo-hoo. I'd like to say I'm not getting my ass kicked yet, though. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, yeah you guys I feel are bad tied. about that whole peach bit thing. <laughs> All right, round two. Your first question, your category is say cheese. 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 What are the two fundamental parameters of cameras, of a camera's optic lens? What does that mean? Basically, what two things does a camera's optic lens do? I'm just putting words on a page, guys. I'm locked in. You're locked in? Yup. All right. Um. So, my, fir- my first thing was speed and angle, but that's shutter speed and shutter angle. What about like light? Like, yeah, you know, like how much light? I don't know if you just put light and that's good enough. Or light like, and exposure. Yeah, like are those different? That sounds good. That I don't, you know. Yeah. Okay, shutter and lens, I guess, are two different things. Um, I'm trying to remember my art classes, and uh, I mean, I like light and exposure. I like exposure for sure, but I'm. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good, at least. Yeah. I think we don't sound dumb, even if we're wrong. Yeah. And that's really what I'm going for here. These these are two words associated with photography. So yeah, I agree. Light I and agree. exposure. <laughs> I said focus and zoom, but I would change zoom to aperture, but I can't. So I said focus and zoom. Your correct terms are focal length, which measures magnification, and aperture, which measures exposure. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Okay, so we were both kind of half right. I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> getting. I actually. I locked in too soon. I guess I wasn't getting the question, and it took listening to you guys kind of talking around it before I kind of caught on to what kind of things they might be looking for. Yeah. So I wouldn't have gotten there without hearing you talk. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Round two. Second question. Your category is words and stuff. What two-word phrase, uh, frequently used and favored of yours truly, was added to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary in 2018, meeting an utterly calamitous or mismanaged situation or occurrence or disaster? You know what? It's a guess, but I'm locked in. That was exactly what I was thinking, but that's not right. Like, that is literally what I was you're, thinking, you're, but that is just I'm locked, locked in. in. Yeah, I right. mean, obviously, cluster yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not right. Which I okay. can see Holly saying I gotta all beep. the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's like one word, right? Isn't I guess it, it is one yeah, word. I mean, like, it's so, a compound word. All right. So two word, and it was added in 2018. So this is a relatively recent. Yeah. So it would have been added. It's called a Kanye West. <laughs> a Kofa. Like, <laughs> so, well, actually, this isn't that recent, but show. Yeah. Which is another one that we'd have to beep, uh, I think. Uh, you think? <laughs> I, think. I love I how know. all of your answers, you immediately think with me, you have to beep them. That's <laughs> I mean, amazing. I mean, Mark Harmon once said <laughs> on TV and they didn't beep it. So I'm just saying. It was like a big moment. It was in, I think it was, I think it was Chicago Hope. And I think it was like a big TV moment. Oh, wow. Like it was like the first show to like on network television. So I th- I'm that pretty. That was an NYPD Blue. No, I, I think... I, I think I'm, somebody said it before. I think that was the first one I where they actually showed a piece of... Somebody's going to have to look it up. That but I'm, I want to say Mark Harmon on Chicago Hope was the first person to use the word on network TV. So that's what you're locking in with? That's what no. I'm locking in with. No. no uh, Mark all. Harmon, Chicago Hope. That is what I'm locking in with. What was the question again? <laughs> that's, that's why I asked. <laughs> um, okay. Do we have any thoughts here that are like not beepable? It wouldn't surprise <sighs> me if it was something political. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm trying to think of yeah, like like something word. that you know, like that the orange menace has said or done that would make it into <laughs> you know. We're gonna get so many negative reviews from this one episode. <laughs> <laughs> orange, I love I love welcome. that nickname though. <laughs> orange menace, menace could orange be a lot menace. of things. It's not. It's Trump. Um, <sighs> Fake news. Uh, <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Alternative facts. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have nothing. Right now, all I can think show. about all I can think about is quagmire, which yeah. is one word. Yeah. Giggity giggity. Um, man, I got nothing other than <laughs> show. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> I guessed dumpster fire. The correct phrase uh, is dumpster, dumpster fire. fire. Yeah. Well done, Jonathan yeah. Oaks. Whew. Yeah, as soon as you said I'm like, yep, that was it. <laughs> I also I would thought that would have been older than 2018. Yeah, yeah but, but the dictionary won't put it in there. Yeah, it does take a little yeah. while to catch I, up. I also build an audience. say dumpster fire a lot. This is a complete <laughs> dumpster, dumpster fire. fire. Yeah. It is hot garbage. See, that's a PG <laughs> term, and I'm more of a PG 13 R kind of guy, so. <laughs> I was striving for him not to have to bleep me that much, at least this show. All right, round two. Question three, your category is reading is fundamental. 
This children's book series, spanning from 1955 to 1999, written by Beverly Cleary, centers around the title character, her family, friends, and the trials and tribulations of being a sister, going to school, and just plain growing up. I'm locked in. The ones I read, she was the main character. Well, she was the younger sister. Yeah. And I, like... He said he was locked in, so we can yeah, actually say the okay, names. Yeah, okay, so Beezus and Ramona are obviously Beezus and Ramona Quimby, but like they both, like it was Ramona Quimby, age eight was a book, but there was also Beezus and Ramona, and I thought Beezus, I thought Henry was Beezus's friend, and there was Henry Ribsey, and it was Beezus and Henry was one of the books. I thought Beezus was the main character when it was first introduced, and Ramona was her younger sister. Is it just me, or does Beezus sound like a Southern Baptist swearing? Lord Beezus! <laughs> Jesus, help me. <laughs> there was, uh, I think it is in Ramona, Quimby, AJ, somebody said, like, in class, it said, Jesus, Beezus. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, I mean, like, my instinct would have been that Beezus was the main character, but I don't know. I mean, maybe it is Ramona. I don't, I, I haven't read these books in, like, 30-something years, so. The ones I read, I they remember. They were the last Ramona. ones he read. <laughs> right. <laughs> I read John Grisham books and baseball books. Yeah, I want to say Ramona Quimby. I locked in Ramona. It is the Ramona series. Yep. Yay. Is that really called the Ramona series, though? Yes. Huh. Yep. There is, the first book was Beezus and, Ram- Beezus and Ramona. Yep. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So why is it not the Beezus series? Because, because there's a lot about- of books about Ramona. There's also yeah, a lot of books about there's Beezus. There's not a lot of books well, about Beezus. Beezus is in it because that's her big sister. Yeah. I what I want to know is how she got the name Beezus. Do they ever explain that crap? Somebody's parents hated them. Why does they, mommy hate I, me? I think, I think it's a nickname. I don't remember, though. Yeah, her name is... Was her, her, real name is was her name Jesus, but no, they didn't want to take the Lord's Beatrice. name in vain? Yeah, I think it's Beatrice. It is Beatrice. Oh, and, that's Ramona's pronunciation. And Ramona couldn't pronounce it, so it was Beezus. All right. Ah, that makes that's sense. That's cute. That's cute. Isn't it adorable? It's adorable. Let's go eat some paschetti. At the end of the second round, it's 30 to 20. Jonathan somehow has a lead. All right, round three, your first question. Category is the bad doctor. Historically, who is known as the angel of death or the white angel due to his deadly experiments on humans? I'm going to lock in. I'm locked in. And I could be, like, completely wrong. I mean, that's who that is. And I yeah, mean, I, that's when she the first only... did Angel of Death, I was like, Kevorkian? But no, yeah, this, is, this is the guy experiments who on you. But I mean, like, Auschwitz. I know, but is that really, is that the question? Like, that just seems like, I don't know that I like, I mean. <laughs> you don't like the question. I, I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I don't know that you would ask that question. That's why I don't think that that, I mean, but I have no better answer. No. I mean, he, he did. Do yeah. a ton of experiments. He was considered an angel of death. Yeah, yeah, no, concentration no, no, no. And he experimented so. on humans, and yeah. All right, I'm Joseph Mengele. Mengele, yeah. yeah. Oh, I said Goebbels. It is Joseph Mengele. Mm. Yeah. Why so, don't you like the question? I don't like asking about Nazis. I'm Jewish. Nazis bad. Well, fun they, fact. Yeah. I was a double major in college of history and religion, specify- specializing in Holocaust studies. Uh, well, so go. was Goebbels a doctor that. at all? Because I felt he like he was. was. 
uh, an SS officer and actually was... He was like the main propagandist, he right? Was, yes, okay. he was. I, just, and yeah, I got him all He was one up. of those that was uh, committed suicide before he could be tried in New Orleans. Yeah. That is an interesting major. What made you pick that? Always fascinated by that. And even more interesting that I did it at a Lutheran conservative college. Oh, yeah. In South Dakota. That, wow. I went to South Dakota for the first time recently. Lovely state. It is. It really is. Full of bison. All right. Round three, question two. Your category is obligatory Iowa question. With the town motto of where the trek begins, Riverside, Iowa, has <laughs> what historic significance? <laughs> I know. You are. We both know. We're locking in. Did you do finger quotes for historical? I did. Okay. You didn't need the finger quotes. I read that italicized. All right. So, Jesus, help me. Beezus, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Beezus, take the wheel. (laughs) Beezus, take the wheel. Uh, Okay. So, it's not like Trail of Tears, Oregon Trail, anything like that. This, I know, I know this. The use of the word Trek takes you to Star Trek. I know Captain Kirk is from Iowa. So this answer feels like it's going to be either the birthplace of Captain Kirk or where Gene Roddenberry started or or was born or something like that. One of those two things. Either Gene Roddenberry was born here or Captain Kirk was born here. Logic can only get you so far, and then you're stuck at the end with a toss-up. Are you talking about logic in a Star Trek question? Yes, I appreciate you confirming it's a Star Trek question. Perhaps the... Eh, whatever. (laughs) You weren't going anywhere else. No, but it's always nice to have affirmations. Would you like to affirm other things? Sure. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you understand what affirm means. No, I'm affirming you're wrong. (laughs) Thanks. If it was if it was the birthplace of Kirk, then it wouldn't be historical because it would be futuristic because he's born in the future. So we're going to say it's the birthplace of Gene Roddenberry. So my cousin Amanda is a very big Trekkie, and she's been to Riverside, Iowa. Can I also point out, Jonathan, she gave you the finger quotes around historical. I don't care. And, uh, Think about what you just said and the finger quotes. Once again, I don't care. She's yeah. been to the bar and the, seen the plaque on the pool table where Kirk was conceived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the birthplace of uh, James Tiberius Kirk. The future birthplace yes. of James Tiberius Kirk. The historical future birthplace? <laughs> yes. <laughs> historical. Historical. Out of curiosity, where's Gene Roddenberry born? Oh. Because if he was born in that city, I'm taking these points. <laughs> He, he was not. He, he was I, not. Yeah, I don't know. I think he is. Michael is our delegate from I, Iceland. I'm, I'm just we'll saying. That. <laughs> I'll fight for it if it's true. It's not true. Shut up over there. Damn it. <laughs> Where was he born? El Paso. Gene Rod- Not even near El- Iowa. <laughs> In the West Texas town of El Paso. If you actually take a left in Albuquerque. <laughs> Albuquerque? That's where Twisters is. It is. All right, so... <laughs> Question three, round three. Your category is fashion, baby. Name the youngest. This is you, right? Name the youngest winner of Project Runway who has went on to build a multi-million-dollar fashion line, including looks that have been donned by Michelle Obama and everyday wear previously available at Payless Shoes and Spiegel. I can only name one winner, so that's my answer. Unless you have a better one, I'm locked in. Okay. 
The only one I know is, uh, and I'm not even 100% on the name, it's like Cristiano or whatever, right? Isn't that? Christian Siriano. That's Christian Siriano. That's the that's, only one I know. That's the one I wrote down. So there you go. That would literally be the only answer I could I could offer, the only knowledge I have on Project Runway. And I know that he was like big. Yeah. Uh, uh, Christian Siriano also did the tuxedo dress that Billy Porter wore to the Oscars. Oh, that was pretty cool looking. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm a fan. Uh, so I think it, I think Christian Siriano. I'm I actually remember watching a season. He was pretty young when he won. Yeah. So, right. um, so I'm yeah. good with it. Christian Siriano. Little known fact about Jonathan. You love Project Runway. I watched at least five seasons of Project Runway <laughs> when I was a prisoner to my wife. I don't remember any of it though. <laughs> Not. I mean, I, I actually enjoyed it. It's a very good show. It, it's a very good show. I wrote down a person who may not be a real person. Okay? I or, Are they historical? Hell. I, I wrote down and circled Stefan. That's the Saturday Night Live guy that's like... Is that thing? <laughs> that's Bill Hader's character. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Why are you mocking me? Because <laughs> I love that great, character. That could Stefan not, not be a person who won Project Runway? <laughs> Why is everybody laughing at me? <laughs> the funny part is I'm laughing at you like stuff. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. But when Seth Meyers left Saturday Night Live, that was like the best Stefan ever. Yeah. It is Christian Siriano. Oh, Yay! I really, really needed that Kirk question. <laughs> All right. At the end of the third round. Carmella and Jeremy have surged into the lead. It is 50 to 30. All right. Time for your midpoint. For four points each, name five of the most expensive spices in the world. This is according to Agrano Mag's May 27, 2018 article. It's a farming and agricultural trade magazine. Okay, uh, so my Learned League scores, the like worst one is, is food and drink. like food and drink, yeah. and yeah, I'm not going to be of any help. Awesome. So, you well, put down whatever four you want, and I 100% support you. Do we need to write four or five? Four. Four. For four points each? Uh, no, sorry, five for four points each. Math is hard. <laughs> it is difficult. Does this list differentiate between spices and herbs? I would say they use spice fairly liberally. Okay. Just good to know. Is that a spice? It is. Okay. Is this an ingredient? Could I eat I mean, this? I don't know that it's right. <laughs> I'm locked in. I, I wouldn't think cinnamon, but it's possible. We could put that on the I mean, if we don't have a... Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm... If I were to answer this, I'd have to put that because yeah. I don't think I could name five spices without that being one of them. Right. No, I get that. Uh, so I've got nutmeg, ginger, and cardamom. Okay. What about like allspice? That's like a thing, right? Or yeah. That... That is an act- that's not just a bunch of spices all shoved together. That's an actual plant. Okay. I will say I have the top 11 most expensive spices in the world. I want them within the top 11. Oh, sweet. Oh, five of the top 11. <laughs> well, that makes a world of difference. Right? I know. It was like that probably narrows your stream. I mean, yeah. not really. I don't, still don't know. I don't cross the streams, 11. Jeremy. Yeah. I couldn't name 11 spices. So 
All right. Uh, so we have cardamom, ginger, nutmeg. I mean, I don't know if you have like cinnamon, yeah, like just cayenne pepper, allspice. Uh, what else is there? Allspice actually might not be bad. Okay. Anise can get expensive. It, see, that's a thing in crossword puzzles. Yeah. I like it. He's a big fan of anus. I just. Um. Yeah. I like your anus. anus. <laughs> That's not, not how anus. I pronounce it because I'm a twelve-year-old. <laughs> Honey, can um, you pass the anus? Personally, <laughs> as I believe the elder at the table, I'd appreciate it if you'd be a little more mature. Not mature. gonna happen. And mature. adult with your humor, mater. Not gonna happen. Um. You know, these potty mouth jokes, I do not appreciate. Quit stalling. <laughs> so do you want to say nutmeg, ginger, cardamom, anise, and cinnamon? Okay, not the allspice. Oh, or, sorry. All uh, spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I mean, like, I, I'm 100% whatever you want to say. All right. Like, so, I, so nutmeg, ginger, cardamom, anise, and allspice. And I said saffron, turmeric. Ooh, that sounds like a good one. Saffron, turmeric, salt, cinnamon, and coriander. Oh, coriander. I've heard of that. That sounds like a good one, too. All right. I can't imagine salt being yeah, expensive. Yeah, I couldn't imagine salt being up there either, but what do I know? Not much when it comes to this. I was only one person. No, I'm just, I, I would be surprised if it was on the list. That's what I'm saying. I would, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, your most expensive spice is saffron. Sells for anywhere from five hundred to five thousand dollars per pound. That's see, ridiculous. See, I knew yeah. that Saf- saffron's, saffron's the most expensive really spice. Expensive. If you get a question about yellow spice, very expensive. It's always it's, saffron. Yeah. Turmeric's also yellow. There's like a song. Hence about why I wrote turmeric <laughs> next. Isn't that number two? Isn't that that mellow yellow song? Call me mellow yellow. Isn't he like wild about saffron or something. Mm, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Your second on the list is vanilla. It sells from anywhere from six hundred to seven hundred dollars per kilogram. That's a rather plain answer. That's Madagascar vanilla, probably. Probably. Third on the list is Malab. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's sixty-eight dollars per pound. It's a seed kernel of the Saint Lucie cherry. Then there's the long pepper, which is forty-five dollars per pound. Uh, That is like a black pepper, but it's spicier and longer. And longer. Yep. Then there's black cumin. Oh, I almost wrote down cumin. Thirty-eight dollars per pound. Cumin. I would have gotten credit. Cumin. No, you wouldn't have. It depends. She on would how take nice pity I on me. I probably would have. That's thirty-eight dollars per pound. Then there's kefir lime leaves. Those are thirty-five dollars per pound. They even grow here in Florida. Cute, right? Uh, grains of paradise, thirty-one dollars per pound. <laughs> Coming up with that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then we have cardamom. Yay! Hey, I wrote that down. <laughs> I would like it to be known to people listening. There you go. I wrote that down. Thirty dollars per pound for that. Cloves, ten dollars per I pound. I almost wrote cloves too. Cinnamon, Woo! six dollars a pound. Uh-huh. Did you write cinnamon? Yes. No. Oh. And Did good old, damn it, good old black pepper. Oh, pepper with three dollars a pound. I got, I got, your top I got two. Yep. We Remember, got we changed one. it to allspice. Yeah. <laughs> what idiot decided to say allspice? Uh, Especially after you said cinnamon, and she said, "Remember, I said top 11. I'm like, "Well, cinnamon's definitely going to be right then." A real cinnamon, cinnamon was stick? like cheap. Well, that's because you're buying the fake stuff. <laughs> real cinnamon sticks are expensive. Have we met? I don't buy groceries. Mm. <laughs> He's not, I don't I'm buy not, cheap stuff. No, I don't buy I don't groceries. Buy I haven't been in the spice aisle in my yeah. life. I don't even, yeah. 
So at the end of the midpoint, Jonathan has 38, Carmella and Jeremy have 54. It's my oh. favorite studio. But it, is, it is quite good, yes. Yes, thank you. Waka, you know, I can waka. drive 54. Yeah. Waka yeah. waka. Not 55. No, I though. can't drive. 55! Ow. Sorry, that was loud. <laughs> I agree, that was loud and obnoxious. At least you're on brand. Um, yep. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know what? Personal branding is important. <laughs> it's true. All right, that is the end of the first half. Before we go on to the second half, I want to let you know that today's show is sponsored by Mac Weldon. Folks, Mac Weldon makes the best socks and underwear available today. I'm not kidding. I love my Mac Weldon socks, guys. They're one of my favorite items of clothing that I have. Literally, sometimes I'm like a couple of minutes late to work because I'm busy sorting through my sock drawer looking for the Mac Weldon socks that I want to wear because the other ones just aren't as comfortable. They use perfect fabrics that they kind of stay up. They don't slip down your leg. But at the same time, they're super comfortable. It's really great. And it's not just socks. Mac Weldon makes underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies. If it's a Mac Weldon product, it's going to fit great. It's going to feel good. They even have a line of underwear called Silver Underwear. This is antimicrobial, meaning meaning your Mac Weldon underwear will help you not uh, become odoriferous throughout the day. Yeah, it'll help you not stink. It's pretty great. Right now, our Trivial Warfare listeners can get 20% off of their first order by going to MacWeldon.com and entering the promo code TWA. That's right. Go to MacWeldon.com and enter the promo code TWA to get 20% off of your first order. And if you're value-minded like me, I'd make that a pretty big order. 20%, guys. That's a big deal. All right. On to the second half of today's game. All right. Round four, question one. Your category is ransom notes. Although there's a conspiracy that the kidnapping was a publicity stunt, it's doubtful that this crooner's son made any headlines when he went missing in Vegas just weeks after the assassination of John F. Kennedy. We're locked in. Yep. I don't know. I'm going to guess Frank Sinatra. 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 Frank Sinatra. Woohoo! His son was kidnapped. It was a big deal. All right. Round four, question two. Your category is Holly Murders a Hit. Oh, hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Uh, What do I have here that will help with this? Okay. Do you want me to keep a beat? No. I don't think that's going to help you. No. Okay. (laughs) Worth a try. Michael, can you hum? Okay. Can you row your boat ashore? (laughs) Uh Oh, jeez. Ba-dum-bum. Okay, so you need to name this song from 2013. It's been nominated for the World Music Award for World's Best Song, Billboard Music Award for Top Dance Slash Electronic Song, MTV Europe Music Award for Best Video, World Music Award for World's Best Video, and YouTube Award Video of the Year. It reached number four on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 charts. So this is what we would call a banger. I'm not up with the kids' jive today. Does it really slap? Does oh, it make your booty that's wobble? Actually, what I was thinking. So yeah, yeah mean, we'll see what she re- we'll, yeah, we'll see yeah, what she I does. I really yeah, hope yeah, you yeah. wrote the same thing that I wrote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is totally what I was thinking. <laughs> Let's hear it. All right, I stand here waiting for you to bang the gong. 
to crash the critics saying, is it right or is it wrong? If only fame had an IV, baby, could I bear? Being away from you, I, will just I found trust the you vein. On that just hey, hey hold on, dude. I'm trying no. to listen to the question over here. I can't believe you don't can know you, it already, John. Can you start over, please? Without the interruption? With it, yeah, the whole okay. thing, please. Okay. I stand here waiting for you to bang the gong to crash the critics saying, is it right or is it wrong? If only fame had an IV baby, could I bear? Being away from you, I found the vein, put it in here. Relaxing. Such a prima donna, Jonathan. I prefer the term Devo. <laughs> <laughs> well, whip it. Whip it. Real good. I don't know. I was hoping you were going to go Despacito. Gross. Uh, clearly, you did. Excuse me. Despacito is awesome. So is this. I don't know. I, I don't know what this is. I'm going to guess it's a Lady Gaga thing because she's talking about fame. I'm going to guess Born This Way. Despacito would have come. After, after 2013 the yeah. first thing that that uh jeremy and i thought it was gongam style which i think maybe that was the year before uh we said applause by lady lady gaga damn it's more lady gaga it is applause by lady gaga that was 100 percent carmella I, just, I even got there i just don't know the song we actually open our show every week with the song and because the applause, 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 because I heart Lady Gaga and everything she does. All right. So round four, question three, your category is friends or food. Friends, friends. I like friends. During World War II, Julia Child worked with the U.S. military as a file clerk in the OSS Emergency Rescue Equipment Section. One of her most notable contributions was her cooking up ways to deter these creatures from accidentally setting off underwater explosions when testi- and targeting German U-boats. I'm locked in. Oh, well, I guess we can talk then. I want to say dolphins. Cool. I mean, I just know that like there is like like they train dolphins to do things and they're, you know, it's got to be an underwater creature. And like, I mean, I don't know this at all, but like it immediately popped into my head. Dolphins. I don't I don't know if I'm going to come up with anything better. Sure. Uh, I mean, they're they're fast moving. They're kind of torpedoey shaped. So, yeah, sure. Let's go with dolphins. Okay. And this question was not about friends. Category lied to me. Lied to me. So you guys know that... um, Fisher friends. uh, In Las Vegas, I did the Jeopardy audition. And so I've been doing a little bit of studying, trying to prepare if I'm lucky enough to get the call. Brag about it. Hint, hint, Maggie. uh, Waiting for that call. Um, Anyway, so I did a a topic uh, on celebrity chefs and Julia Child on Jeopardy comes up more than any other chef. She comes up multiple times per season. So as you were asking that question, I was just waiting for you to stop so I could answer whatever the thing, the next thing you were about to say was. I was like, I knew she was in the OSS. I knew that she was a spy. She actually married a guy who was also in the OSS and went to France for his assignment. And that's when she went to Le Cordon Bleu. So I knew all that. And it came down to this piece of information. And I believe the answer is she was working on shark repellents. So I said sharks. With freaking laser Shark beams? Beam. Yeah, that's why you said friends are food. Because fish are friends, not food. And that's what Bruce the shark said in Finding Nemo. Hello, my name is Bruce. That Damn it. would be correct. 
sharks. Because Bruce the shark said fish are friends, not, not food. food. Yeah, my bad. Hello, I'm lovely. Dumb. All right, well, it doesn't matter too much. You maintained your lead at the end of the fourth round. You have 74. I have 58. All right. Round five, question one. Your category is, I was told there'd be no math. So this is the number of Juno Awards won by Nickelback multiplied by the number of Grammy Awards won by Adele. Seriously? Yes. Really? What the f***? Seriously? Yes. Jesus. I don't know. I'm locked in with that. Yeah, sure, why not? All right. Like, the only reason you ask this question is if the answer is zero. Nickelback has (laughs) never won an award. Because nobody's going to know exactly how many awards Adele has won. Like, that's just not something... Yeah. You're going to know. And she's won awards. She's won multiple awards. So. Isn't the Juno Award like the Canadian Grammy? It's the Canadian Grammy. Yeah. And like, yeah. Like Brian Canadian. Adams has won a ton. But yeah. so, like, Nickelback has got to have none, and the answer is going to be zero. Sure. We're going to go with zero. <laughs> I went with the other thing that it could be. I answered 42. <laughs> Adele could have. Juno Awards no. aren't hard to come by for Canadians, dude. But Adele would have to have 21 Grammys, and she doesn't. But why couldn't Nickelback have won more than two Juno Awards? <laughs> because in order for the answer to be 42. It could be seven times six. Yeah, no. Adele I said 42. Has, no, you're wrong. It's not 42. You're both wrong, but you're closer. I really did want the answer to be zero because, well, first of all, I hate both of these artists. I like both of these artists. Like Nickelback. Yes, I like Nickelback. I didn't think people were allowed to hate Adele. I, I cannot stand her voice. It's like nails on a chalkboard. But she's lovely. No. From she's lovely. I, 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 mm, I will punch you in the face. I'm waiting for it. I'm just going to tell you. I talk about this frequently at our trivia show. And, uh, blah, 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 blah. Stop. Stop. <laughs> so... And I did want, I was going to have it, how many Grammys has Nickelback won times the number of Grammys that Adele has won, and the answer be zero, but I, I changed it that. to Juno. So actually, and they aren't hard to come by, so Nickelback has won 12 Juno Awards, Adele has won 15 Grammys. Oh, I knew Adele's Grammy total, I knew it was in the teens. So Me too. 180. That was... Impossible. Well, like that's, yeah, there's no. I mean, that is Holly, literally Holly, impossible. that was an impossible like, you question. Yeah, that, you, you could just know stuff. No, you can't. Nobody knows randomly how many. If you're going to do Juno that, you got to give enough clues to give them a chance. Yeah, yeah, how many Juno awards? You could have said. You could have said. It's it's like half a world or something like that. So you could like we cut three sixty in half. Before. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and we've had people get it right. They right. cheated. They're that's how you the know phones. people are cheating. <laughs> like nobody gets that right without cheating or being Nickelback. And even then, they'd probably... There would have been such a vortex of sucking that we would have known that they were actually in the audience. Yeah, no. Yep, so. yeah. Nobody's getting that. Nickelback bad. is not that bad. If you're listening to this show and you got that right without cheating, I'm calling you a liar no, right that's, Lita George could probably get it. No. No, he can't. Just bet he could. No, no. I will bet you... I will, he would right know now, how I many call, Juno awards. I will call Lita George right now, <laughs> and we will put money on this, and he will not know. Do we have, we have Canadian listeners? Uh, no, nobody knows how many Juno Awards Nickelback is not true. Somebody might. Nobody. Don't you call Lee. Nobody. Call what are you doing Lee? with your phone? No. Next question. All right. Round five, question two. 
Okay, your category is why can't the English learn to speak? With a little bit of luck, you'll know that Marnie Nixon dubbed the singing voice for this actress during the majority of her musical numbers after her voice was deemed inadequate. Rex Harrison, however, did not have the same issue and refused to pre-record any of his audio. What What are you wanting out of this? I want the name of the actress that had to have her voice redubbed. In what movie? We don't get that? No. Oh, Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, really? We both were there the was, same thing. <laughs> there was a couple clues. Like it when that happens. You can't, you can't uh, well, be yelling yeah. at me that there wasn't No, clues. I've never heard of any of these people. Oh, really? Come wow. on. Wow. No, Rex this, Harrison. Who was the first one? Rex Harrison's kind of a big name. Never heard of him. Yeah, big name. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've I, really I, never heard yeah, of him. Yeah, I know, but that's your own fault. Yeah. Okay. yeah who was the other name? Marnie Nixon. No. Marnie Nixon, not as Marty Nixon. Not what I give you. You're I, fine with Rex that. Harrison? What, what has Rex Harrison done? We, a we big can't, name? We're not going to tell this you. Movie. We, can't, we can't tell you what Rex Harrison's done, but we're locked in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, so, so honestly, if Rex Harrison, who is this person? I have no idea. Dr. Doolittle. Okay, great. Okay. Shut up! <laughs> that doesn't help me. A very famous person who you know, died before you know what, we were everybody born. Has, everybody has everybody has different. That is, his, that is the person that uh, Seth MacFarlane bases his voice on to do the voice of Stewie is Rex Harrison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's a really famous guy. The thing is, is that everybody defines really famous as different. Yeah, no, this guy's just really famous in any definition. <sighs> okay, read the question again, please. <laughs> do you want the category as well? Yes. Category is why can't the English learn to speak? With a little bit of luck, you'll know that Marnie Nixon dubbed the singing voice for this actress during the majority of her musical numbers after her voice was deemed inadequate. Rex Harrison, however, did not have the same issue and refused to pre-record any of his audio. Okay. So based on the extra information that I've been allowed to get from from these kind people who are against me today, I'm going to guess that this is like my fair lady. And... Because it could be the Henry Eggins kind of thing. And that's why, why an English person might not be able to speak well. Um, but I don't know who the actress was in My Fair Lady, which makes that impossible for me. I'm going to guess Audrey Hepburn. What the actual f- <laughs> well, you kidding, right? Rex That's, Harrison is the star of My Fair Lady. Is a Jonathan right there? Are you? And, you kidding me? No, no, his, I'm not. And his co-star is the lovely Audrey Hepburn, because the whole deal with uh, with My Fair Lady is that she couldn't speak properly. And there's a whole song called "Why Can't the English Learn to Speak." <laughs> you, Jonathan. And there's another song called <laughs> "With a Little Bit of Luck." Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, Rex Harrison. I can't thing believe you I actually know. got to witness a Jonathan. Moment. I can't believe I actually got to pull a Jonathan. Are you kidding wow. me? That is epic, That's very right there. Exciting. Holy crap! Side note: We actually, our Schnauzer, our dearly departed Schnauzer, was named Henry Higgins. Yeah, for <clears throat> my fair lady. So, no, yes. I would have thought you named him for you know the other Henry Higgins. Henry Higgins. Oh, we always goodness. looked for Eliza Doolittle for him, but never found one. <laughs> Good job. All right. Good job, Jonathan. Good well job done. for you guys. I, I need you to, you know, brush up a little bit more on your older you, Hollywood stuff. I but, don't uh, know anything <laughs> about older Hollywood. I don't know anything about current Hollywood either. It's only like middle Hollywood that I have any clue about. 80s movies. You got that. Barely. Yeah. I didn't even see many of those. More 90s. 
All right. Round five, question three. Your category is talking points. What political roundtable show has featured panelists such as politician Pat Buchanan and television hosts Lawrence O'Donnell and Chris Matthews? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. We're locked in. Chris Matthews is a Fox News guy now, if I'm not crazy. You're crazy. Oh, maybe? Well, I'm not saying he's not a Fox News guy. I'm just saying you are crazy. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say meet the press. They had a couple people from the right, a couple people from the left. They sat on opposite sides of the table. And they did a little crossfire. That's the word I was looking for. Actually, we're nope. looking for the McLaughlin Group. Woo! Oh. And shout out to our, well, my bestie for sure, Shelby McLaughlin. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I was so. Pat That's Buchanan. the second time today I've been corrected by someone who was wrong. <laughs> Pat Buchanan was like a long time like part. Wasn't he like the seven hundred club? The, no. Uh. Pat Buchanan was. He was. Is that Pat Robert? That's that Pat was Pat Robert. Yes. No, <laughs> I get Pat them Buchanan confused. Was on Crossfire though. for years. At the end of the round, eighty-four to sixty-eight, Carmela and Jeremy maintained their lead. All right. Round six, question one. Your category is cat videos. Although originally recorded in 1984 and featuring a feline named Fatso playing a tune, this viral video hit YouTube in 2007 and has been an odd fascination ever since. You want the name of the cat? I want the name of the video. Oh. Does it, it has like a name name? Yes. I don't know. Do y'all want to give me any clues? <laughs> that helped last time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, something like that? Uh, I mean, but is sure. that what it's called? Like, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll go with that. We're locked in. All right. Is it Piano Cat? I'll lock in Piano Cat. So, we locked in Piano Playing Cat. It's actually called Keyboard Cat. Okay. All right. Do, 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 yeah. do, do. No, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with the video. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, I don't know. Yeah. I was closer. <laughs> I actually don't know that you were. A piano is a keyboard. <laughs> and we had piano in ours as well. You had a verb, unnecessarily. I was closer. I think we digress. All right. Round six, question two. Scoreboard. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Your category is thank you for being a friend. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to lock in. <laughs> I'm going to lock in, too. <laughs> Are you? Did you change No, I'm not. I'm waiting no, to yeah. find out the question. Did you change it? Are you locked in? No. Okay. I mean, I want to lock in, but I no. really do. <laughs> okay. Should we both lock in and just no. three, two, one, no. before she asks the question? No. I you- would love that. <laughs> no. <laughs> she switched it. Yeah. Even though... I, that might be the best move for me because you're going to get this and I'm not. Please continue. He's not a doctor, but he's played one on TV. The star of the uh, this star of small and big screens made an early appearance in a Golden Girls episode as a young police officer investigating the ladies' neighbors. We're locked in. Yep. He's not a doctor. We keep writing down the same things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're wrong, we're wrong together, at least. Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
He's played a doctor on TV, so I'm leaning towards George Clooney. Please continue. This star of the small and big screen, George Clooney, made an early appearance on a Golden Girls episode okay. as a young police officer okay. investigating the ladies' neighbors. I got no reason not to say it. I'm going to go George Clooney. We also both wrote down George Clooney. Without having to be baby walked through it. Yeah. <laughs> Any way you slice it, it's George Clooney. So last night when we were out, we the subject of the Golden Girls came up. And, 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 and Jeremy peppered Holly with 50 questions. I, I, rapid fire 50 questions. And she's like, yeah, that sounds like this, you. She got this. 49 of them right. Like literally within like before I was like finished reading the last syllable of the question, she had the answer. And she I've missed, been beating myself she, up for the over one she missed. that one I but, missed. But she mentioned that there was going to be a question today and she alluded to what it was. And it was going to be Leslie Nielsen. It was going to be who played... Uh, Lucas Hollingsworth, Lucas Hollingsworth, yeah. who Dorothy marries at the end of the show, and so Jonathan and I were both like, "Ah, oh, well, let's get Leslie Nielsen. We're ready to lock in before we read the question." That would have been fantastic if you would have. Yeah. You shouldn't have said anything. It, it would have happened. No, no, it wouldn't have. You could have locked in. <laughs> yeah, I would not. Yeah. <laughs> All right, round six, question three. Category is the final frontier. Although not predicted to appear again until July 28, 2061, what solar system body has not been seen since 1986, although we hear she's worth the wait? I'm locked in. Did, did you write Hallie's comment? I mean, I did. Okay, yeah. Because that was 1986. And, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. like, yeah. I, I just missed it. Um, and so I got I to gotta wait a while until it comes back. Damn you for being so young. <laughs> I missed I missed it by a year. <laughs> we went we woke up at like three in the morning with my father drove us out into a field in the middle of nowhere. I don't want to hear the rest of this story. I did see Hale Bob when and it came out when it came around. Oh, I saw like, I've seen that movie. Yeah. And yeah, and <laughs> we were out there in the cold with our binoculars and whatnot, and no, we never saw the damn thing. I was ten. It sucked. I wish we had stayed in bed. Uh I said Hallie's Comet. It is Hallie's Comet. I was only three, so I didn't get to see it either. At the end of the sixth round, Jonathan has 88 points. Jeremy and Carmella have 104 points. It is 104 to 88. All right. What is your gauntlet category for us? The category is you Bills, can decide, Bills, but Bills. You know what I want to do. Bills, Bills, Bills. Mm-hmm. Okay. Category is Bills, Bills, Bills. Jeremy wants to go all in. But I he have a loves teammate. going all in. I have a teammate. I'm going to respect her wishes. That's very sweet of you. By the way, I want you to write down our wager and not tell me what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just going to completely go with whatever you decide we're going to wager. All right. We're, we're, we're locked in. <laughs> our wager is locked in. All right. My wager is locked in. Question one. Bill Murray is partnered with his brothers in what restaurant named for one of his movies? I'm locked in. We are locked in as well. Number two, what highly talented, albeit often mocked actor, lent his voice to Happy Feet 2 in 2011, playing Bill the Krill? Who is an often mocked actor? I like the top one I wrote down better than the bottom one. Oh, boy, he certainly fits the often mocked part. See, I don't know that he hits hits the highly talented part. (laughs) Um, I mean, even though he's he's got some hardware that might suggest he is, you know, <laughs> even though I disagree. 
I only saw the first happy feet. Okay. We're locked in on it. I'm locked in. All right. And your third question is, President Bill Clinton had two pets while in office. One was a cat named Socks. The other was a dog. What was the name of the dog? Crap. <laughs> I immediately started writing Socks, and I'm like, no. Yeah. Here I thought I should know this, this. was going to be a Destiny's Child. I thought there was going to be one Destiny's Child reference in there. <laughs> I was sure. hoping you would think that. <laughs> I remember what Obama's dog was called. Bo. Yeah. You're really driving home that Arkansas thing, huh? Yep. Yep, <laughs> I am. Uh... Pig Suey, the dog. There you go. I'm going to go ahead and lock in. I think I speak for everyone here when I say... <laughs> We're locked in. Okay, so number one, Bill Murray is partnered with his brothers in what restaurant named for one of his movies? I said Caddyshack. It is Caddyshack. Yep, there's one about an hour south of here. World there's Golf also Village. one uh, over by O'Hare Airport. Number two, what highly talented, albeit often mocked actor, lent his voice to Happy Feet 2 in 2011, playing Bill the Krill? So I had no idea at all. I, I literally couldn't even come up with an often mocked actor but then i started listening to jeremy talk because i wasn't locked in but he was just going and then somebody made a joke about eight millimeter and i was like hey nick cage is often mock i'm gonna go with nick cage <laughs> well so so carmella wrote down and i will say it however i want sheila booth uh, and i said well he is often mocked but i don't know that i would describe him as highly talented and then I had written down two names, one of them being Nick Cage, who I said is also often mocked, but I don't know that I would describe him as highly talented, even though he does actually have an Oscar. The one person I wrote down that I thought is both highly talented, I think unquestionably, as well as often mocked, is Christopher Walken. So we wrote Christopher, we put Christopher Walken. Okay. All right. And your third question. President Bill Clinton had two pets while in office. One was a cat named Socks. The other was a dog. What was the name of the dog? Once again here, I had no idea. Yeah. I was listening to you guys chat. You brought up Arkansas, and I said, I'll call him Rocky. So I named his dog Rocky. No, I actually like that better than our answer. We said Scooter. Yeah, we went with Scooter. <laughs> I was thinking Little Rock. Little yeah. Rocky. All right. Why don't you tell us what the answers to the three questions are? All right. For number one, that is Caddyshack. Cool. For number two, actually, I'm going to have oh, my husband. Are you going to impersonate this actor? I'm going to have my it's husband. Gonna be, it's going to be, be Christopher Walken. Walken. Gonna be... I'm going to have my husband tell you the name. The answer is Matt Damon. Oh, <laughs> Matt Damon. I love Matt Damon. He is often mocked. Only by Jimmy Kimmel. No, everybody else does it too. Yeah, everybody else. We do it here. Including you guys. And every time I'm like, I love Matt Damon. I like Matt Damon too. And the third, the dog's name was Buddy. Oh, it was close. Bubba was close. Yes. Buddy, which was also the name of my first dog. Aww. So we both missed a lot. Yeah. yeah, we only got Caddyshack, and it's because I pass by it every time I drive to Orlando. I kind of <laughs> felt like we were going to miss these. I, yeah. felt, I felt like I was going to miss them because I didn't do well during this game. Um, So I bet, uh, middle ground, I bet 45. I'm going to finish with 43 points. So 
We're going to finish with uh, 104 because I didn't bet. So she obviously bet zero because winners bet zero. I don't even know what we bet. So what do we bet? 103. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm totally okay with that wager. I love I, it. I, I, I That's less than I would have bet. So, yeah. you know, that's good. Yeah. Like, uh, you, so my yeah. feeling was at a minimum you would bet uh, 17-ish to and have anyway, it doesn't matter. But I wanted to go higher than that, but not bet at all, yeah. obviously. So with a score of forty-three to one, we're number one. Your we're winner, number one. We're number it's like, one. It's like golf, right? We're the lowest score one. wins. Defeating, we're number one. Defeating. We're number one. Not just Carmella, but trivial professional, <laughs> trivia professional Jeremy Conn. I get paid to do this. You are truly you are a trivia professional. Beating both <laughs> trivia professionals, Carmella and Jeremy Conman, your winner is the one and only Jonathan Oaks. Well, you know what, Jonathan Oaks? I think you and I need to have a rematch in Vegas come April. Are you gonna buy my, meet me there? Are you gonna buy my ticket? No. Well then why do you think I'd go to Vegas? Come on. Because it's trivia con, baby. I'll be there. All right. I'll be actually, Mark will be on Come later. Come and see the grudge match. Mark will be on later to, to tell people all about it. All right. It'll I'll be like cool. It. All, all right. right. So uh, before we wrap it up, do you have anything you want to say? Uh, yeah. Come to Chicago for Geek Bowl. And uh, uh, I'm going to. Everybody's up. staying at Jeremy's house. Yeah. Everybody's staying at No, But uh, me and the guys from Questionable Company and District Trivia, we're going to do a little something fun. I know you guys are doing a, a big fun podcast. Get Thursday night, Thursday huge night. party. We're going to do something Friday afternoon. There's going to be tons of stuff Friday night and Saturday. It's going to be a good time. You should so come to for Chicago. Geek Bowl, get there Thursday yeah, get afternoon. There Thursday. Don't be late. Yeah. You don't want to miss the party. Yeah. Come to Trivia Count in April and Trivia Nationals in August, both in Vegas, both good times. It's going to be fun. Do it. All right, and Holly? I uh, just want to give a shout out to our uh, A to Z trivia groupies. So it's a hi to Jared. You're going to need a new nickname for them. Well, I don't think so. Yeah, like I the, think you like do. Like the A to like, Zebras or something. Yeah. Ooh, A to Zebras. Yeah. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. You could say asses to ass zebras. zebras. Zebrasses. Yeah. I think. Aardvarks to Zebras. Zebras is really an animal, you know. It's All a right. thing. Acceptable that's a, that's a thing. That makes it worth it. Yep, yeah. that's a thing. The, your your fans are the zebrasses. I think we're going to not go with that. No, I've already determined they're the zebrasses. Hey, zebrasses, shout out to you guys they, in Iowa. They could be the lambs. Uh, Apparently, everybody else's are. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Mariah. Duh. So, to my fellow trash pandas, want to say a <laughs> hi to Jared and Shelby and Kim and Lexi and Haley and Kinsey and who am I forgetting? John. You're forgetting John. William, nope, William yeah. Travis. He's ja- a trash panda. Yeah. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yep. And yeah, that's it. Pretty much. Thank you, Michael, for putting up with me, as always. And happy anniversary next week. Yeah. All right, that is it for Holly and Jeremy and Carmella. My name is Jonathan. This has been Trivial Warfare. Be sure to follow us on social media at Trivial Warfare, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Trivial Warfare. Be sure to check out the revamped TrivialWarfare.com as your one-stop shop to submit questions, join the community, and get access to over 150 archived episodes. Warm It Up was written and performed by Matthew Stevens. This episode was edited and produced by me, Joel Sharpton. 
For help with your podcast, visit propodcastingservices.com. By the way, Carmela, do you feel honored to be sitting between two trivia professionals right now? <laughs> Can we talk about how ridiculous that it is? Yeah, sure. Uh, have at it. <laughs> Anybody who uh, isn't going to Trivia Con, or, yeah, you should come next year and you can see Jonathan and I get our butts kicked by some real trivia professionals. I, no, technically, I am a real trivia professional. Well, so am I. I'm just not as just, good as well, freaking Brad Rutter yeah. and... <laughs> and and Austin and the rest of the Jeopardy yeah. elites. Yeah, no, that's pretty much about it. I'm just glad you're We're there. Professionals, we are. We're Gosh. competing with each other. That's right. Whichever one of us, I, you. and we I want to beat have you. Some side action. Yes, that's it. Yes, <laughs> so that's what we're doing. All right. Thanks a lot, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that opportunity. Thanks, Mark. All right. It's going to be a ton of fun, though. You should come. Absolutely. We hope to see you there. So, true story. Amanda Walker was on one of her cross-country treks, uh, and she needed a place to crash, stayed at my place, that's like a couple of years ago. And we had a couple people over, Colby and a couple people, to play games, and she wanted to make cookies. She went out and she bought some cookie dough to make cookies. She came back and she said, where's your cookie tray? And I just looked at her and I went, if you make cookies in that oven, that'll be the first time that oven has been used since I've lived here. <laughs> and she used something and made cookies. And it was still the Aluminum only time. Aluminum foil. It's still the only time that oven has been used since I lived there. I wow. think she used the tray in like the bottom of like Aluminum the oven. Aluminum foil. Like, yeah. But um, they were All good right. cookies, though, I'm sure. At the at you're, you're sure you didn't eat any? They were chocolate. I didn't try them. Oh, but she wow. makes these oatmeal cookies that Amanda Walker, if you're listening to this, I want some of those oatmeal cookies. I don't know if Amanda listens or not. Well, we'll find out. No, tell I'll tell her I shouted her out. There you go. Make her listen. Uh, hi, Amanda. Jesus, Jonathan, come on. <laughs> So the other day I was thinking about writing around on White House pets and I didn't and now I regret that because I would have then had looked this up and had it in my mind yeah, from recently. I only and, remember socks. Um, um, how many D's are there in dent? Dent? Yeah. Like, you're gonna write around on, you're gonna write yeah, around on house on White House pets, but you dent. <laughs> like really? How are many you making fun of his Chicago D's accent? are in there? <laughs> I dent. Hey now. Let me tell you something there, Jonathan. Right? In Chicago. Chicago. Chicago, we talk the right way, okay? <laughs> so I'm hearing none of your garbage.